Welcome to the Cross-Border Interview Podcast, a podcast about getting out from behind the keyboard and just talking. Each week, we invite a guest or two to sit down and talk about their life and their work. I'm Christopher Brown, your host, and this is the Cross-Border Interview Podcast featuring singer-songwriter Francine Honey. Francine, I want to thank you very much for this. My first question I ask all my interviewees is, where did your sense of music come from? It came from my parents, for sure. We always had music around the house. My parents don't play any musical instruments, but they sang. I'm French-Canadian, so music is such a huge part of every festivity, Christmas, New Year's, birthdays. We're just singing all the time. So um, that that's where music came from, basically, for, for me is my family. And when did when did it start to get fostered to, into something that you are right now, into a music uh, career? Very young, actually. I started out, you know, singing in the choir at church, right? A lot of us have done that. <laughs> started out. And then I took piano lessons starting when I was six and just always sang. And then... When I was 12, I got a guitar and I quit taking piano and studied guitar, classical guitar, which I did not like because I just wanted to play, you know, Beatles and Rolling Stones and Guns and Roses. And, you know, when I heard Billy Joel's Glass Houses album, I started playing piano again because I thought, oh, wow, you can actually rock out on the piano. You know, I didn't really know that before then. So... So I I wrote my first song, actually found it a few years ago when I quit my job in the government to become, you know, a songwriter full time. And it was 1976. So I would have been 12. I'm dating myself. I'm going to I was 12 years old when I wrote my first song in 1976. And I recorded it in the studio in Nashville in one take um, in January of this year. So that. It survived a fire was the only song of mine that survived this fire that we had when I was a kid. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, so just there to, you go. Just a I'm clarification old. there. <laughs> you recorded the song that you wrote at 12 in Nashville yeah. this year. Yes, in January of this year. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what was that experience like? That must have been just uh, overwhelming oh. to A, mm-hmm. do it, but B, be in the center of country music to record it. I know. I I have been so lucky to have found a producer in Nashville who has the sound that I've been looking for. You know, when when I write a song, I hear the sound in my head of what what the song should sound like when it's recorded. I see the music videos, I see I see the whole the whole picture in my head. And so I spent quite a few I took a few years off of recording until cuz I just I honestly I'd given up that the sound just didn't really exist until I heard Gretchen Peters song blackbirds and it just so happened that I had signed up for a songwriter retreat with Gretchen down in Nashville and so she recommended Nielsen Hubbard you know because I was asking her who has this sound like how did you get this sound like what is it is it an instrument is it the producer like what how do I get it because you have it and it's not from 20 years ago it's from you know recently so so she put me um, onto Nielsen, and I sent him, you know, a little email and said, "Do you think you could listen to some of my music? You know, I'm from Canada, and you know, um, 
you really have the sound, the sound that I hear in my head. And he's like, yeah, yeah, let's go for coffee. And we just, I've been recording with him since then. So, um, yeah. So to answer your question, it was a very, um, you know, one of those experiences in life where you kind of, it's surreal. It's like you're out of your body watching it happen. Um, it was kind of like that. And not only that, but some of my family had been, they'd come down to Nashville with me. And so they got to be in the studio when I was recording wow. this first song that I ever wrote, which had survived this fire. And so I, I came out of the vocal booth and went back into the control room where they were and they were all crying their eyes out and I just I lost it it was so special to have my family there you know and it's a very kind of depressing song it's all about how life's gonna pass you by and I think when I wrote that song when I was 12 that was my biggest fear my biggest fear was that life was just gonna pass me by and I was too shy because honestly Christopher when I was in my teens like you just look at me and go boo and I just like run away or something I was just so incredibly shy um so yeah it was it was really it was really special so can we expect uh that song to be on the new album 2020 vision yes 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 it will be it is um for sure so when, I, when can we expect that album to be released? Because with everything going on in the world right now, uh, everything seems to be up in flux. So when can uh, we expect this? I'm thinking the fall. It just depends on how the summer goes. Um, I have, you know, I wrote, I wrote the song 2020 Vision before 2020 really happened. All the craziness that has happened. And... It, it's a song about the fact that so I just turned 55. Well, you know, you already know my age. So I, I turned 55 and the year 2020, when I started my job in the federal government, that was the year I was supposed to retire when I was 55. And so I've been working towards 2020 my whole life, you know, because um, that's the year that I was I was going to retire. Lucky for me. I, I was able to leave my government job seven years ago and do songwriting, which is what, you know, I've just, I, I write songs. That's how I do, you know, I don't write a letter to people. I, I write them a song. So that's just the way I process life is, is through song. So I had written this song and recorded it in January when I was down there in Nashville because I've been, you know, at my age kind of. And even when I left my job in the government, I had all, and the reason I left my job in the government to write songs because I had hundreds of songs that had finished later written on the bottom. And so when I turned 40, I took myself to a trip to Arizona by myself, you know, sitting by this river, you know, because I'd put my back out. I was supposed to go horseback riding and do all these crazy things. And then I put my back out, you know, because I had like a suitcase full of my whole like life, you know, closet. (laughs) Um, Anyhow, to make a long story short, which I'm not very good at, um, I just decided I wrote this song called 2020 Vision, and it was all about how in the year 2020, I was actually going to, you know, be relaxed. I wasn't going to be like living to my schedule anymore. And it's a song about how great 2020 was going to be. And 2020 has just gone down the tubes, right? Like all of those plans that I had, like, forget that. So I've written a song called Can't Press Reset that I just recorded 
Like I just did my like June 22nd. I was supposed to go down to Nashville and finish my album, which is, you know, the rest of my because I mapped out my whole life story and song and I had five songs to fill in the holes, you know. And so I recorded these five songs and I wrote this song called Can't Press Reset that I'm going to release along with 2020 Vision. So um, because it's really what happened in 2020, which is, you know, I don't think we can press. We can't just press reset on the world. No, it's a new normal that we're living in, right? Yes, yes. So I I have this new song that I think is a great message that I want people to hear. So that's kind of pushing me to release the album in a timely fashion. So what is your writing style? How how do you come up with songs? Because whenever I talk to musicians, they, they always give the lines of, oh, I'm humming a tune at doing dishes. Oh, my husband and I are out doing something and we'll just banter back and forth about this potential song because I heard someone say something, so I thought it could be a uh-huh. lyric. So what's your writing style like? Yeah, that is what songwriters do. We're always mining, you know, uh, mining people for lines for we're always listening we're always listening for lines um for me i'm processing when i'm sleeping so i i wake up with songs um with ideas um so that's kind of my my thing when i'm in the shower i now just set my phone on record and go have a shower (laughs) in the morning so I, I have a whole album worth of shy call I should call them the shower sessions because it's all the songs that have, you know, just pop out of your head when you're for some reason, you know, you're in the shower. I go swimming, you know, in the morning too. So um yeah. So when I'm sleeping, I think, you know, our brains are so we don't tap into half of what our brain is capable of doing and you know, it's like when you go to bed and you have a problem that you you have to solve, right? There's something on your mind. When you wake up, the solution is there many times. So I find that for me, songwriting, that creative part of songwriting comes in the morning because I've things have been processing. I'll I'll wake up in the middle of the night with songs as well, and I'm, you know, recording them in the bathroom, being trying to be quiet, you know. So um, yeah, so for for me, that's certainly where where a lot of the creative part. So happens. it sounds like I'm, you have a lot of, uh, uh, because from what our conversation has been so far, it sounds like you have a lot of written music already raring to go. So how do you choose what goes on the, uh, on a potential album then? Because you must have all these great songs that you want to potentially put on the album, but an album is between five to 10 songs long. So how did you come up with the songs that were going to be on this album? Because the transition here is the two uh, songs that you already released. So how did you come up with the songs? Yeah, I always, so first of all, I think most of my songs suck. Like I write a lot of really bad songs. Um, And so a lot of musician who is honest, you never get that. Oh no, no, my, a lot of my songs, they're like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not, I'm not happy with them. And some songs are just for me, you know, as I'm going through things, you know, not every song is meant for the world, at least in my mind. Um, So I try and choose the songs that I think have a message for others. You know, the, the ones that have universal themes, you know, this album that I've been working on is, is my life story. So it's very personal. I'm sure that a lot of the songs probably 
won't get radio airplay. You know, a lot of the songs are really about about my life story. But I also think, and why I've spent the money on, you know, recording them, and I'm going to be, you know, putting them out on on an album, and then, you know, doing a release, is that I think that we are all going, we all go through life, and we all experience very similar things. There's love, there's loss, there's you know, times where you're really down and you're wondering, how am I going to get through this? There's things that you're celebrating. We're just maybe in our life at a different point on in on the path, on the journey. But we all kind of go through the same things in life. And I think that's really, as a songwriter and a recording artist and a performer, that's the common element between you and I, right? Between the people who are listening, you know, we're, we all have our own story to share. And my story is unique to me, but it's also universal. So, um, so that's, that's kind of what I think of is what songs will help others, what songs will be meaningful to others, not, not just to me, but to the people listening. Is it hard to be emotionally vulnerable in your music? Because it sounds like, as we're talking, it sounds like the music, the songs that you've chosen to put on this album are so, uh, they're so, it's such a part of you that it's, they're, mm-hmm. they're emotionally told. And to put them out in a public way like this could potentially, like, it, for being a shy girl as a young girl, to put yes. them out as an emotional <laughs> album must be hard. Yeah, it's, it's a step for sure. Um, I've been really lucky that the people that are attracted to me and my music are very, uh, they're very kind. They're very, you know, I've had a few people with giving me negative comments or whatever, but you know, those, those people, I just try and ignore and focus on the ones that I know that I'm touching. Um, so yeah, it is, it's a risk for sure. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. I maybe talk to me in a year and we'll see <laughs> if I've survived because I am a sensitive songwriter, you know, but I, I also think that, you know, my intention is love and to help people feel like they're not alone going through life and to help just to help people, you know, by sharing my story with them. So, yeah, it is a risk, but but you got to do it, right? That's okay. I yeah, I'm I want to do it. I want to share. I think we all want to tell our story. So, one of the songs that you released this year, uh, I think prior to March when COVID-19 sort of <laughs> became the new normal of Canada, Yes. Was I carry on? Yes. Let's talk about that because uh, it, I, when I first heard it, it was catchy. Then I kept on hearing it, and then you dive deeper into the actual lyrics of the uh, song. It is telling, and it is an um, it, like I said, it, like it, it's an emotional song as well because you're putting your heart and soul into this song. So, how did this song mm-hmm. come about? Well, I wrote it. I co-wrote it with a fellow songwriter um, who happens to be my next door neighbor here. Oh. And yeah, 
Uh, his name is Robert Gray, and uh, Rob and I, uh, you know, he knows I'm a songwriter. I know he's a songwriter. So, you know, we chat. We talk about songwriting when we're out in the driveway seeing, saying, hey, you know, how are things going? What are you doing with your music? What are you doing with yours? And so um, I hadn't seen him for a few months, you know, because it had been the winter time. And in Canada here, you know, winter, you kind of don't see your neighbors too much. So um, I hadn't, but I hadn't seen him in a few months. And he, he was, you know, uh, so I was like, hey, Rob, you know, how are you doing? And I, he says, oh, Francine, you know, I've been going through cancer. Uh, so he had been diagnosed with stage four untreatable cancer. And, um, you know, obviously that, that's shocking news to hear. And he was just inspired me so much by how positive he was. And, you know, I'm, I'm, that's, that's okay. I'm going to beat it and I'm treating it, you know, I'm with my diet and positive attitude and meditation and doing all these natural treatments and everything. And so, of course, I have been through a lot of struggle in my life and I, you know, had some health scares just like as everybody else has had, but certainly I've never, you know, dealt with cancer like what he's doing. And so he asked me if we, we would write, a, we could write a song together. So that was like February time and I had been busy going down to Nashville and traveling and stuff. And so a few months later, he sent me a song idea. He says, oh, you know, I, I'm in the parking lot at Walmart or whatever, and I'm sending you this and recording it on my phone and it's got to happen and let's get together. I loved it. I loved what he sent me. So we, you know, uh, we got together here in my studio and we, you know, finished writing it, worked on the melody, and then I was going down to Nashville to record my Christmas album, and, you know, Rob, he's off, so I said, hey, Rob, you know, why don't you come on down to Nashville, and you can see, you know, be there when I record the song, and then he ended up, well, I had organized it with Nielsen, hey, Nielsen, you know, like, when Rob comes down, let, I want him to record, you know, his vocal, and so when he went in there, and we heard his voice with mine, it became a duet. So we actually have two versions of the song, one of just my singing it solo and then and then of his. So, you know, the real message behind that song that we wanted to portray was how thankful we are for people who help us through life. You know, because when you are going through a, a challenge, when you're going through struggles in life, there are people that help you through. And so we really wanted to have this song be this message of hope, and thanks for gratitude for the people in our lives that help us carry on, right? And it, it's kind of serendipitous <laughs> that it was released at this time in our in our society too, because yes. with everything going on, we need people to lean on. We need people to reach out and sometimes say, "How are you?" Because, like you said, can, Canadian winters can be long. It seems like the 2019 winter has not ended yet. So. No. <laughs> We're on this roller coaster ride. It's like, let me off the roller coaster. <laughs> so how was it for him and for you to see him recording this song that he wrote? Because it must have been an emotional moment for him, but also for you as well to be able to, A, give this person who you've known for so long, who has written this beautiful song, that moment to record his vocals on this song as well. You know, it was really, really special. Um, he... Uh, you know, it was it was a very special, special, like even all the guys in the band in the studio, you know, I mean, they they all just warmed up to Rob so much. And, you know, it was a very emotional, a very emotional time. 
you know, it was, it was great. It was a great, an experience I won't ever forget, you know, was one of those special moments. So what's on the, yeah, what's on the neck, what's on the agenda for Francine now? So we have these, uh, these, this new song out, I Carry On. You had uh, one Red Sky late of 2019, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm so, in the process right now of releasing another single. I'll be releasing another single in the next month called Lightning. It's a pretty hot, steamy song about, you know, that time where you know you've been struck by lightning, you know, uh, you know that you're really been smitten, just taken by someone, right? Um, so, along with a music video for that. So, yeah, be doing lightning, and then I'll and then I'll release the album after that. So, yeah, it's exciting. So, yeah, I was gonna say, looking back on the vision of 2020. <laughs> 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 while while it's not the perfect atmosphere that we would all want right now where we could be going and doing what we want to do but looking back on 2020 halfway through it so far you've released some amazing songs you have an amazing song coming out with lightning i'm assuming because i you've become i've, be, I've become a massive fan of yours and oh, the albums that you. i've listened wow. to so i i got to know like looking back on 2020 and that 40 year old Francine who said I'm retiring at 20 in 2020. So it was my vision looking back. Are you happy? I am, you know, uh, and I all, I almost feel guilty. Like I, you know, I have moments where it's like, I really do have guilt because my life is so wonderful. And right now so many people are going through, they're really struggling. You know, they're really going through a hard time. I've I've been through that, you know, and I I downsized. I lived in this little apartment for years and saved money, you know, so I could so I could leave my job and do what I'm doing now. Um, so sometimes I feel I feel guilty for for having this wonderful life. I know it seems crazy, but but and then on the other hand, it's like, well, you know what? I I did work hard, and and I I am thankful for you know the life that I have, and being able to share my music with people is really such a big gift, you know. Um, so I I just feel so grateful, and um, yeah, I just. Some days it's like pinch me. I can't believe like I would have never if you would have told me when I was 30 years old that at 55 I would be having writing songs, music videos, you know, I would have won songwriting awards. I would, you know, like my songs are being played on the radio all over the world. And I'm, you know, people are send me notes and look at this quilt. I got a quilt. A lady made me a quilt that I wow. received with B, you know, all these B things, right? With the last name, honey, right? It's, it's my thing. So, um, I just, I can't believe that this is my life now. I would have just told you, you were, you know, taking some really good drugs. <laughs> so how do you keep I grounded? How do you keep grounded? So you're not, uh, oh. your ego isn't getting big because 
that's the and I just spoke to a, a guest of a, another episode of the podcast and she said uh, at first your ego becomes big because like you said your fans do send you things your fans do talk to you and they do hype you up and then you have to ground yourself because you don't want to get away from what brought you to music so how do you ground yourself well I I think I struggle from quite the opposite thing Christopher I have to talk myself into the fact that I'm a songwriter every single day because I don't feel like my songs are good. I don't feel like I'm good enough. I don't feel like, like I know I have a decent voice, you know? Um, and I just, I, I guess I've always just kind of struggled from self-confidence. And so, you know, um, I've gone down, you know, to Nashville and I've taken all kinds of workshops and I'm like, okay, I'm paying you to tell me whether I'm good enough or not. You know, are these songs good enough for me to put them out in the world? Um, so I'm just, I don't know whether I'm just naive maybe in that I just, I just can't not do it, I guess. And I'm, I, um, yeah, so I don't think that's really ever going to be a problem for me because it really takes a lot for me to actually think that my songs are good enough. Um, I'm a perfectionist and it just seems like, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to. <laughs> no, and, and yeah, I got to ask the it's, question. It's not, it's not a thing for me. Um, and that's why I say, like, I just can't believe that this is that these things are happening to me, you know, um, because I honestly, I'm just, I'm just a girl writing songs. Like I'm that 12 year old girl sitting on the, you know, on the, the purple shag carpet in my bedroom, you know, with my guitar or my piano writing about my feelings and working through my own stuff through songs. And the fact that those songs touch other people I mean that gives me you know they encourage me to keep moving forward and to keep keep putting my music out there so, so um, what, what would you tell 12 year old Francine right now <laughs> uh, well just like my song just pa like you know passing just passing by you know um, don't let life pass you by just do it and just, have you, just just keep going looking back on the highs and lows of your life and I know uh, the, the the lows are the reason why we write music and it's one of those things that help shape the good songs if we all wrote happy-go-lucky songs about everything good in their life we wouldn't be writing that many songs around here but yeah. looking back on the highs and lows looking back on where you are today would you have changed anything yes I would have actually mm-hmm yeah, I would have. I would have done music sooner. Really, you would have left the government earlier. Yeah, mm -hmm. huh. definitely. I would have done music sooner. Yeah. Wow, for that's sure. awesome. Well, Francine, mm -hmm. I want to thank you very much for this. <laughs> this has been uh, enlightening uh, uh, interview, and like I said, and I'm not bsing here at all but you have a fan in me because once i heard oh. i carry on uh i i sent uh, eric a quick email and i said i need Thank to talk you. to her because her voice is amazing and i'm not this is not this is not me blowing smoke at all but when you said you were 
a certain age i did not believe you at first because every photo i looked at i was like oh this woman's probably in her 30s like mid 30s like like potentially 41 42 and i was like this is not who i'm expecting here and then you said that i was like whoa so yeah well i I hope you regret having me on your show now (laughs) no i i enjoyed it because you are so, so emo- like 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 I'm am going to tell my listeners this right now and uh, for the listeners who are listening, go to Spotify, go to YouTube, uh, go to Facebook, Twitter. Are you on Twitter? I'm assuming. No, I'm not on Twitter. But you're I on Facebook. On Instagram, Facebook. Yes, I have. I'm very active on Facebook actually. Okay. Yeah. And I, my music videos. I'm really proud of of my music videos. So and check, check out. Your music. So, what was the last music video you did for "I Carry On" or "Red Sky"? Yes, "I Carry On." I have one for "Red Sky" too, which is really cool. Skydiving. I got to go down to Kentucky, and these guys were jumping. They jumped out of the planes, and so th- that must be cool. that must make this whole thing oh, like worthwhile just to go and do a music video, right? Oh, I love doing music videos. Yes. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, lightning. Lightning, yes. Lightning, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, yes, uh, Francine. I want to thank you very much for this. You have restored my faith that musicians can be humble and they can be as uh, uh, open and honest and emotionally raw as you are with your music. So I thank you so much for this. Oh, thank you so much, Christopher. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad. It was so nice to meet you. Yes, you too. Um, yes. So this is going to be coming out in season two of this series. So th- okay. your show will probably be in October. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, I so that's why I was trying to say what was coming up. So with lightning, okay, cool. I will make yes. sure on all the advertisements that it's all oh, about lightning and your new album, which is due out potentially in the fall. Yes. Yes, I. Uh, I'm hoping. Actually, I was thinking October because my birthday's in October. So when's your birthday? Like, uh, it's in October. Just October. Oh, it's October fourth. Awesome. Well, thank you. And honestly, Christopher, this has been a real pleasure. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I have had the time of my life with you in the last half hour. So thank you very much. Uh, Wonderful. Thank you. And happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you. That's cool. Birthdays are great. You got to celebrate every year you live. uh, Absolutely. With everything going on this year, we were... Last year, my partner and I went to Paris. And this year, we're stuck in Calgary. But the week after... Knock on wood, if everything is still sort of slowed down, we're going to try and make it back to Ontario for a few days just to visit my family. So here's oh, hoping. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's actually in my Can't Press Reset song. It's like, you know, 2020 started out fine. Had a clear vision in my mind. Was going to work hard, then travel to France. Spend time with my friends. I had all kinds of plans. Then 2020 went down the tubes <laughs> anyway i won't sing you the whole song because you have other stuff to do but but hey that is the perfect <laughs> out of the interview right there, there so go. thank you very much for <laughs> that 
Thank you once again for listening to the Cross Border Interview Podcast. If you love this episode of the Cross Border Interview Podcast, head over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. All the links to our social media accounts are in the show notes or visit www.crossborderinterviews.ca. The Cross Border Interview Podcast was produced and edited by Miranda Brown and Associates Incorporated. Be sure to tune in for our next episode of the Cross Border Interview Podcast. Once again, thank you. Bye-bye.